Blog Talk Radio. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Change Book Series Radio Show. This is Deb Crow, your work life balance specialist extraordinaire. And again, another exciting week for me. The first gentleman that I will be interviewing is a co author with myself in book number five, and his name is Rich Perry. And I'd like to give you just a little bit of intro on Rich before uh, we start chatting with him. So Rich has his degree in psychology, and he's been a therapist for over seven years, specializing in children's mental and behavioral health. Initially, his concentration within that field was on preteen behavioral clients. However, he later transitioned into early development within the autism spectrum, which I'm really excited to talk to him about. Rich has also served for four years as a program director for a therapeutic summer camp, and then he felt that he needed a change for himself. So he started to begin studying and receive certification in neuro-linguistic programming, another exciting topic I'm really wanting to delve in with him. He also has participated in timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. So Rich started his own coaching business focusing on personal and professional development training and motivational speaking and he's also a musician and the co-owner of sector one entertainment so as a co-author and i fondly call him my book five buddy welcome rich perry hey deb how you doing i am doing fantastic it's an honor to have you on the show today thank you thanks thank you for the invite So I know your chapter, Transform Pebbles into Mountains, really, really well, and uh, just an honor to be a co-author with you in book five. I've read the whole book, and I know you have too. So we've got a short short time together. 30 minutes goes by really quick. So the first question that I have for you is, what is your area of passion and business? In business, I really want to help people to empower themselves to create the life that they want. Like you said in the introduction, I was doing children's behavioral health for a number of years, and I realized a need for change in myself, and then I started that new path, and it was a bright and brilliant aha moment when I realized my calling and I really want to help other people find that calling and find that, that aha moment and realize, realize their life's purpose. Hello, Deb. Are you still there, Rich? Yes. Did I lose you for a second? I think we lost connection there for a minute. So what I wanted to say is I I really can feel your authenticity in your answer. And I could feel it before we even really started speaking after the book came out when I read your chapter. So Uh we are now part of a powerful global community with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz. And we're now in 22 plus countries. So what mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what I'd like to hear from you is what excites you about being part of this global community? 
What doesn't excite me? Um, the opportunity to learn from Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, who are two masters of the craft and experts in personal development, and then meet amazing people like you and all the other co-authors from around the world and have unlimited resources to just learn and collaborate and grow together. Uh, it's been a life-changing experience, and I'm forever grateful, as I'm sure you know, you're, you feel the same way. Um, it's just been amazing the last couple months, ever since January when I got my invitation. It's just been amazing. And what are some of the things that you feel maybe you wouldn't have had exposure to that the Change Book series has given you to date? Can you give us a few examples? Yeah, I mean, well, certainly first and foremost is learning from Jim and Jim. Uh, their marketing strategies, all the tips, I mean, both of them are providing all the co-authors with expert strategies and coaching and mentoring that we otherwise probably wouldn't have access to unless we were in, well, the tight-knit circle that we're part of. Um, so that's just been amazing. I mean, just learning from them and implementing the strategies that they've given, I've noticed significant increase in my own productivity and publicity and just getting myself out there that for a while it seemed like I was bumping my head up against the wall and they helped to unlock that door where, oh, this is how you do it. Oh, okay, well then this is what I'm going to do in order to produce those results. So it's certainly been that master key that I wanted and needed for myself. So it's just been great in that regard. Yeah, I, I fully concur and agree with you. And just like I said uh, in the previous shows, it's just such a cool feeling to know so many people all over the world in different countries and that we wouldn't have had an opportunity to have exposure or meet. So this book series certainly is a catalyst for a lot of us. Absolutely. So I would love to know... What's one challenge that you see, Rich, in people that your talents are addressing? I think a lot of it, and, and this is, I, maybe I'll take a page out of Jim Lutz's book, in that a lot of, I know me myself for a long time, I didn't want to ask for help, and I wanted to be that army of one and that's where I was getting a lot of that overwhelm and frustration and just why isn't stuff happening. And then, you know, as simple as it is asking for help, as simple as it is is asking for a mentor or reaching out to connect with someone who's done it and modeling excellence, a lot of people, I mean, me, myself, you know, just not too long ago, doing a whole lot of trial by error and a whole lot of error, you know? So it's understanding, hey, just ask someone who's done it and learn how to, as Jim Lute says, fold time and model that excellence. I, that's been huge for me, and that's something that I want to show others because it's something that I'm recognizing that, 
you're going to produce better results because you're finding out the right recipe, the right formula of how to do certain things. Absolutely. And I, you know, I often look to my mentors, which I now include Jim and Jim to be two of my regular mentors that I go to, much like you do. But Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a successful person, entrepreneur, on the planet who hasn't failed. And my, my interpretation of the word fail is first attempt in learning. Uh huh. And I don't think telling our story and, and being authentic and genuine to who we are or to our, to our brand is authentic or genuine if, if we don't say, you know, we didn't get this the first couple of times. We, we fell, but more importantly, we got back up. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely, and it's the whole iceberg model. Is many people look at the tip of the iceberg and um, view that as success. They don't realize what that person went through, all the work underneath that, all the errors, all the um, miscalculations, all the trials that and tribulations that they went through in order to become successful. They just view it as, oh, this person is a million-dollar CEO or this person is an Olympic gold medalist or this person is a movie star. They don't realize what that person went through to get there. And then they get down on themselves because they're just looking at that picture book image of what that person is and not where they came from. Exactly. Really nice summary and, and a good way to put it. So you and I have had many conversations, and Uh I love uh, the work that I've done in neurotrauma. So I am a real lover of NLP, also known as Neuro Linguistic Programming. So could you give our listeners just a quick snapshot of what NLP encompasses and, and how you have integrated it into your coaching business? Yeah, I mean, it's really the study of excellence, and it takes different modalities or different techniques and and thoughts from all these different styles, whether it's uh, psychology, sociology, physiology, you know, know, different sciences, and gives the best techniques to communicate with you yourself so that you have a clear representation of what it is that you want and also how to communicate effectively with other people. Because I'm I'm sure you know that if you're speaking a different language to someone else, they're not going to understand you. So it really teaches you the basics of how to speak to that person's language. Um, And I don't just mean, you know, German, Spanish, French, and things like that. Is that we all have different representations and different models of the world. So it really just shows you how to communicate effectively with the person that's in front of you, but also how to communicate with you yourself because you need to make sure that what you're doing is effective. You need to make sure you're congruent with your own thoughts and behaviors. And if I say I'm going to do something, it means I'm going to do it, not I'm going to say I'm going to do something and then not do it and then be upset that I didn't get the results that I wanted. So it it really teaches effective communication with you yourself and the surrounding environment. And how how are you finding uh, incorporating it into your business and and 
I know I know you can't breach confidentiality, but how are you finding working with your clients? Do most people, are they able to take the modalities and techniques and compensatory strategies that you teach them and integrate it? And I know it's on an individual basis, but just to give our listeners kind of an overview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, because it's it's not – these aren't complex ideas. It's not like I'm showing someone how to split atoms. It's really just basic tools and techniques that anyone can utilize to communicate effectively with themselves and with those around them. It's very much simple, simple techniques. It's just giving them a label and giving them an understanding of how to do it. So it's, I mean, it's stuff that, I, t- I taught my college student, uh, my college sisters, how to take better tests and how to use it with communicating with their friends. It's really just simple stuff that anyone can do. And 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 sadly enough, but not everyone does. Right. That can be that can be a whole other radio interview, right? Just in itself. <laughs> um, and it's like, and I love what you said. It's, it is common sense techniques, but. Common sense is difficult for a lot of people. And I know Jim Lutz talks about being that effective communicator, being that mm-hmm. master communicator. And I think NLP is basically the on-ramp to really honing those skills for oneself, but also being able to execute them properly. Is that a fair summation? Mm-hmm. Wait, say that but again? So hard, but so hard for so many, right? Right. What do you enjoy the most about being uh, an NLP professional? I I got into it for me myself. I went through the training with just the focus that I was going to make myself a better person. And then I fell in love with it and wanted to utilize it to help others. So I, I'm i honest. I consider it a blessing that I was able to change my life and turn my life around and give myself purpose and meaning and just a new zest for life. I think that's the biggest reward for me as a person, and everything else has just been a wild roller coaster ride as an addition. And and I'm sure a lot of people can attest to that. So with this collaboration of co-authors, because I I think we're pushing or very close to 200 now, and I know, Uh like I've I've mentioned, we're in 22-plus countries. Are you looking at having a a local, national, or international business? What, What are you dreaming of? I definitely want to take it to that next scale, um, international level, I've always, me, myself, have always been someone that I wanted to just take it to that next level and just travel the world and, and help people and inspire others and empower people. And I firmly believe that this opportunity with the change book has given me an enormous platform and just catapult to get there. So, um, 
you know, thankfully I have access to Jim Britt and Jim Lutz and learn from them. And I have access to 200 plus co-authors to seek advice and mentoring and, you know, assistance. So I'm just going to roll with it and make it the best and greatest opportunity of my life. Good for you. I, I think I think that's how we're all feeling. That's the consensus with many of the co-authors that I've also spoke to. So mm-hmm. can you share with our listeners, where did the name of your chapter, Transform Pebbles into Mountains, where, where did that come from? It actually came from my martial arts instructor. He gave me the idea of it over a coffee meeting when he was just, you know, giving me some words of advice. And what he said had a profound impact. It was, it was the meaning of it. And I knew that it was going to be something powerful. I just, it didn't mold yet until I was working with a client. And out of just thin air, I said, yeah, this is how you have to view these accomplishments. Just pretend they're little pebbles and keep on piling up these pebbles until they form a mountain of success. So you're going to transform these pebbles into mountains. And all of a sudden, it was like a lightning bolt hit me in the head because I had taken what my martial arts instructor had said and gave it that concrete uh, title that I gave it that brand. And I was like, wow, that's going to be the title for my chapter. Because up until that moment, I hadn't had a title for the chapter. Um, So it was like a lightning bolt that hit me and I wrote it down and I was like, that's it. And I just got to work writing, you know, right then and there. And did you, I think the next question I want to ask you is very powerful and, and can also be impactful for anyone maybe considering wanting to write, whether it's a whole book or a collaborative effort in a chapter like you and I have done. Mm -hmm. Did you find yourself getting stuck when you were writing? Did you have writer's block? Were you able to just sit down? Did it flow for you? Could you share with the listeners kind of how that process was for you? Yeah, honestly, I had to cut stuff out because it flowed so naturally and then I had a friend of mine uh, serve as editor just to, because she's a published uh, editor and writer. I wanted to make sure that what I was saying conveyed well to the reader. Um, but we ultimately had to chop out a lot of stuff because I wasn't writing a book. I was only writing a chapter. But to answer your question, once I knew what I was writing about, it was just like – divine inspiration just flowing from you know my mind to my fingers right to the keyboard and just I was pumping out pages left and right that's what happened to me as well I uh, <laughs> I got I got into the writing mode and I got <laughs> yeah. it all out on paper and and like you I have uh, several friends in the publishing and, and writing world and had a friend help me edit it and like you said, kind of streamlined it, structured it, and it was just such an amazing feeling to have it done and just felt so accomplished. Right. So, Rich, um, I on our Blog Talk Radio page, um, uh-huh. I have information about your website. 
that cool. people can go to. But could you let people know how they could get in touch with you and if you have any programs or events coming up that you could let our listeners know about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, first and foremost, I would say check out my website, which is www.thepathofme.com. And everything that I, all social media is branded as The Path of Me. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everything is The Path of Me. So, but certainly check out my website. I'm actually going to be launching a five-week program uh, called Unlock Your Power, and that information will be found on my website in the next week. And it's going to be on a powerful program, and it's right in time for New Year's resolutions. So check that out for sure. New Year's resolutions. Again, that that's could be a whole other interview, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about Rich Perry personally. So you are also, I think you're a yogi. I know you're a yogi. You're also a uh-huh. musician. And tell uh-huh. us about your Sector One Entertainment. It's a entertainment company comprised, well, it's, it's owned by my friend and I, and we host uh, music, art, and cultural events in our area, which is, I'm not sure if you mentioned it before, but northeastern Pennsylvania, so the northeastern tip of Pennsylvania. And we, you know, host music festivals and uh art shows, and like you said, I'm certainly involved in the yoga community, so we do some wellness events and wellness days and uh, uh, inspirational presentations and speaking and things like that, just really trying to incorporate music, art, and culture and show the next generation how to, you know, release that creative energy and to inspire others and to really have that connection with the arts. And that sounds exciting. And so do you do events throughout the whole year? Yeah. Yep. For the most part. Um, I will say that I've slowed down on some of the events just because I've been focusing on some of the programming for my coaching business, and I've been doing a lot of work with our dear friend Lawrence Pipkin, so I've kind of removed myself from promoter for a little while, Um, still actively promoting events, but just not as much organizing them because doing some programming with Lawrence and uh, things like that that are taking my focus at the moment. Okay, and then I know you actively do. Are you are you a gentleman that does practice yoga? Yeah, I've been known to attend a class or two and, you know, get a little flexible, so. I love it. I love it. So what advice would you give to someone who's maybe thinking about starting a business or thinking about writing or has a topic and their voice could really change someone's life if they were published what advice would you give that person i would say do it you need to do what it is that's in your heart and your purpose and most certainly find a mentor someone who's done it that you can learn from 
and, you know, don't fall down stubbornly. If you're going to fall down, let it be with purpose and pick yourself back up again. But certainly find a coach or mentor who's going to teach you the way and help you and guide you on that path. And that, my friend, is very good advice. So I want to thank you for your time today. And as always, it's always a pleasure to talk to my book, Five Buddy. And <laughs> I wish I wish you continued success, but my biggest wish is the moment in time when all of us are in a room together meeting right? face-to-face because we, we know each other through social media and hearing each other's voice on the phone. But... I look forward to the day uh, when we meet face-to-face and wish you continued success. So just once you again, well. if you can let, let the listeners know the best way to get a hold of you, Rich. Go to my website, www.thepathofme.com, and find me on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that. Everything is branded as The Path of Me. That's great. Well, thanks again for your time, and feel free to continue listening on as I'm now going to get ready to interview Michael Schmidlin from Book 3. So take care, Rich, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Deb. Bye-bye. So wonderful interview with Rich Perry, uh, also co-author with me in The Change 5, Insights into Self-Empowerment. And this book series is just bringing so many individuals together from across the globe. And if you're not familiar with the Change book series, it's a series of books that will explore powerful, thought-provoking insights. Each book has 20 inspiring co-authors that will take you on a journey of self-discovery and personal change that will touch every area of your life. This initiative was a vision of Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, and what you'll learn is inspiring and and diverse lineups of, of coaches and mentors and new authors and how to weather those changes ahead and come out prospering. So changes are always good for everyone, and sometimes it's hearing someone's authentic story or journey that you need to take yourself to the next level. If this is something that you're interested in, feel free to email me at info at mamadev.com, and I would be happy to direct you to some information. Let's take your dreams and visions and get those words on paper and see the change that you can make. So I'm now getting ready to introduce our second uh, gentleman is Michael Schmidlin from Book 3. And I'd like to give you a little bit of information before I officially welcome him on the call. So I love Michael's bio. He is a serial solo entrepreneur who has sex successfully ran a multi-million dollar business from his home for over 20 years. Michael's currently working on finishing his first book, and it's entitled The Underwear Entrepreneur, The Definitive Guide to Working from Home. Very excited to talk to him about that. Michael was also named uh, Colorado's Biz Magazine's top most 25 powerful salespeople 
in 2011. He's been profiled on the Heartbeat of America, hosted by William Shatner, and I'm just so excited to welcome him. So, Michael, welcome to the radio show. Well, thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate being here this morning, or this afternoon, actually. And it's exciting because we've been on social media together, and I always love when I when I get to hear someone's actual voice. So it's exciting for me too. So Likewise. you are you are in book three. So you you are way ahead of me. And before we really get chatting about things, what what enticed you to participate uh, in the Change Book series with Jim Britt and Jim Lute? Uh, the the concept resonated with me. Uh, I've I won't say I've been working on my own book for eight years because if that was true, I would have a whole series of them done by now. But uh, I've actually this was the first of a couple of collaborative projects that I got involved with in 2015. The second book came out in April, I think, and the third one won't be out until early next year. Now it was originally supposed to be out this fall, but. Uh, so I, I've kind of taken. Uh, I guess it's easier for me to write a chapter than to, than to finish a whole book, even though the the layout has been done for years and the research has been done for years. Um, but writing three thousand words is easier than writing thirty or forty five thousand words, I guess. So what what do you think? Are you writing and then stopping for a bit, or have you taken a bit of a hiatus, or? Kind of share that experience with us, because Rich and I were just talking about this as well. Uh, you know, I got frustrated. I, I decided to write a book back in 2008, and I hired a ghostwriter, invested a significant amount of money for said ghostwriter, and was not happy with the results. And it was a combination of things. My expectations were not realistic, uh, I, so I didn't know going into that process what to expect. And as a result, I didn't get something that truly represented my words, my vision, my thoughts. It was definitely impacted by this individual. Uh, and so I didn't choose the, the correct individual to work with, I, I guess is the easiest way. And I'll take full responsibility for that decision. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't her fault. Uh, it just was a, a, a great number of things that – and so that – that frustration caused me to put it on the shelf for well over a year. And uh, we, during the interim, decided to relocate from Denver, Colorado, where I'd lived for 30 years, to Austin, Texas. That's about 18 months ago. And I just haven't picked up the gauntlet and run with it since I moved here. I've gotten involved in other projects, quite frankly. So. Well, that's fair enough. And you know, I, I'm all about work-life balance, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point. Sometimes, sometimes we have to ebb and flow with things as we go through life. And you've moved, and the, uh, the book, the Underwear Entrepreneur. We look forward to when it, when it'll officially hit the market. How about we leave it at that? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So we have about 30 minutes together, which will fly by because we have such a fun conversation. So tell us briefly, what is your area of passion and business? Well, right now I'm involved in a self-funded and angel-funded digital publishing startup. And I have been involved with this gentleman uh, for 
a couple years now, both as an investor and prior to that as an advisor. So I published two business-themed digital-only magazines. The first was called Crushing It, and it's targeted to the top 1% of successful people and those that aspire to get there. And the second one is, is... Virtual Company Magazine, and it's targeted to solo entrepreneurs, home-based business owners, and people who run virtual companies, which is a rapidly growing demographic in the United States and Canada both. And could you share those websites with us, Mike? Sure. Uh, Crushingitmag.com, I think. Hold on one second for me. Let me pull it up. That's phenomenal. So you're in the top 1%. Congratulations. Well, I don't know that I'm in the top 1%. You're affiliated. I aspire to to get there. Uh, Let me see. And my apologies for not having this information in front of me because I have a a link on my desktop to both publications. www.of. E L E V E N M E D I A dot com. That's that's the parent company of eleven media dot com. So okay. I, I, we we currently publish nineteen different titles, both consumer oriented and business themed publications. Business and self improvement, self development. Two of the nineteen are mine. Um, so. We are this week releasing version 2.0 of our technology. It's patent pending. So we have both a digital publishing platform and a digital ad platform to go along with it. And it's what I would call disruptive technology because it's different than everything else that's on the market. And uh, it's, it's an exciting opportunity to be involved with. And it's great working with an entrepreneur who has has – is a true visionary in the publishing space and has suffered a lot of slings and arrows over the course of his career. He comes from a print publishing background and uh, literally had a, an experience with one of his customers that forced him out of business with his print publishing uh, venture, and it was the impetus for him to develop this digital publishing platform. So. I've known him personally for about seven years now, going on eight years, and uh, we've maintained contact over that time. And I started working with him as kind of an unpaid advisor back in 2013, and then in 2014 invested not once, not twice, but four different times. So I'm the largest outside investor right now, and I'm excited to be involved with the project, quite frankly. I, I see big things in the very near future for for us. That's that's exciting, and I can I I can hear it in your voice, and you should be excited. I love the term disruptive technology. Well, anything that upsets the status quo, in my opinion, falls into that category, and this certainly does. So absolutely. So as you know, you are part of this powerful global community with Jim Brent and Jim Lutz in the Change Book series. Tell us what excites you about it. I'm sorry, tell, tell you what? Tell us what excites you about it. Oh, excites me. I, I'm sorry. I, I missed the excites word. I, I'm very happy to be involved with a group of, uh, what, we're up to eight books now, so about 150 plus other 
visionaries, uh, change makers, and, and people who want to impact not only their own lives but those of, those lives of the people around them who want to give back. Um, it's a great group of folks. I've unfortunately only met most of the co-authors so, uh, through social media. Haven't physically met any of you yet, but uh, you know it's a great group of folks, and, and I'm happy to be involved with the project. Well, and the key word that you said was that wonderful three-letter word, yet. And exactly. I, I look, I look forward to Jim and Jim organizing an event and bringing us all together. I just, I think it'll be electrifying. Absolutely, now, I agree wholeheartedly. My question is. Well, first, let me make a comment. I really enjoyed your chapter because I, I have all of the change books, and I'm actually into reading book six now. There was nice. one par- there was one paragraph in your chapter that really resonated with me, and I just would like to read a couple lines because I think a lot of people can really relate to what you're saying. And I quote, being an entrepreneur especially a home-based solo entrepreneur like myself, can be a very lonely and isolated existence. And, end quote, when I, when I read that, I thought I haven't had anyone else say that to me and I've never read that before. So I was really happy to see that you implemented that into your chapter. So how... How do you, I know that you have hired a coach to help you, but prior to that, what strategies did you use uh, to to not feel that way? Because it is lonely. I have my office at home, and a lot of times, being a solo entrepreneur like you, Mike, it can be a bit lonely. So what strategies, in addition to having a coach, did you look for to not have that feeling of isolation? Well, I, I make it a point to get out. And, and, you know, Starbucks is my virtual office, I've said for years. And, uh, you know, it's, you, it's kind of everywhere, so it's not, it's not difficult to meet people in a local Starbucks because there are very few places where they aren't on every street corner. Um, I, I go to networking events on a regular basis, social media. I use Skype extensively. Um, I mean, I, I understand the importance of social interaction. And I try to put the in-person social aspect uh, into play as often as I can. I'm a people person, and I like being around other people. I just choose to work from home for a lot of reasons. Um, one, it's it's you know it, it, it's it's a matter of convenience. Uh, I can wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and not be late for work. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing every day or who I'm trying to impress. And uh, I just, you know, I, I feel I'm more productive working from home as well. So, um, I mean, I, I do a lot of different things like that. Attend uh, self-improvement, self-development seminars and webinars and, you know, a variety of, of those types of tools. No, I, I agree, and I, I I exercise a lot of the same strategies that you do. And I also like working from home. It's uh, it's very quiet, and a lot of times that's what we need is is that head down, quiet mind space to do what we need to do. So, I agree. So, can you tell us 
what's one challenge that you see, Mike, in people that uh, your talents address, so your customers? What are some of the – give us one thing that you offer uh, as a service to help your customers, and how do you go about doing it? Well, I'm a relationship sales guy. So in in my, my home-based business, which is 22 years old, which is kind of a hobby for me at this point, I am in the needs fulfillment business. I do business with large corporations. I provide solutions to them to their networking, their uh, communications networking needs from physical layer like copper and fiber cable assemblies up through active networking hardware. And active networking hardware is anything that has an AC plug on it that's used in a local or wide area network. So I've done business literally globally. Uh, I've done business at one point or another during the course of my sales career on all seven continents now uh, in 35 or 40 different countries. Um, So, I mean, I'm, I'm a resource for my customers. I've literally gone out and had things made for them that didn't exist. And I've been fair to them over the years. I'm not a I'm not a cost leader or a low cost provider and have no desire to be so. And and that's quite frankly one of the problems that the internet has has uh presented to salespeople is people could take take information you provide to them and beat you over the head with it if you allow them to. But my customers recognize that that their cost is a relative thing and that their time is worth something. And I make no bones about the fact that I'm not the lowest cost provider and don't want to be, and they understand that. I'm, I'm a for-profit venture. I don't need the practice or the experience. So uh, it, it, so it varies. I mean, th- that's, that's one aspect of what I do. The most current aspect is I'm a publisher. And as as a publisher of those two magazines, my primary job is to go out and try to find content providers for those magazines on an ongoing basis. And I've done so by leveraging relationships that I've spent building over the last 30 years and leveraging the relationships of people who I have relationships with. So um, I'm trying to find timely and relevant content to share with people that also provides actionable, actionable advice to them. So it varies depending on what hat I'm wearing on the particular day and time. Well, and you've you've brought up three good points as I'm I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm I'm making a couple of notes. So would you say that you're an effective communicator? I always room for improvement, but I do believe that that's one of my strengths, yes. I, I do and I I love what you said about not making any bones about your pricing. You are a for-profit business, and it makes me think of the two cliches, Mike. You know, you get what you pay for, and yep. the lowest the lowest cost doesn't mean you're getting the highest quality. Rarely does it mean that. And There's so, kind of an I inverse relationship you, between the two. Absolutely, and I love that you communicate that out of the gate with your customers, which is why you've probably had the longevity that you've had for so many years. And did I hear you say through through your home based business, you are an international based business? Absolutely. So that's exciting, and it leads me into my next question. So. I do believe, and I'll have to check with Jim and Jim, I do believe we're in book 10 now. So I think we are very close to 200 authors. 
I do know we're in. I do know we are in 22 countries, unless that's changed from last week. But new information from these two on a daily basis. So I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to get that update. But I think I'm pretty close. So my point is. You have a local business, you have a national business, you have an international business. How can you further grow it now with the relationships that you're meeting with the co-authors within the change? Well, I I would be the first to admit I have not done a stellar job in trying to leverage those relationships. I've spent more time, I guess, trying to build them up first before I try to leverage them. But certainly there's opportunities within that rather large group of very impressive individuals to get content for future issues of not only my own two magazines, but some of the other ones that, that we're publishing, um, that they, they might be a good fit for. So it's additional exposure for them, and it's, it's timely and fresh content for us. Content is king, and particularly in any media-oriented startup, uh, that, that's more true than not. Without content and subscribers, our business model doesn't work we're, because we're free publications that are ad-subsidized. So uh, you've got to have subscribers to get advertisers. And uh, so we, we, we absolutely understand the importance of, of good content. Well, and I know in social media, and I'm really glad you brought this up, content is king. And I'm a firm believer in being genuine and authentic and full of integrity, and certainly I am, and I know a lot of the co-authors that I've met, including yourself, that is our branding. That's an extension of our brand. It comes through loud and clear in our brand. And I'm always intrigued by people that buy followers. I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to have, like you said, rich content to engage followers. And I I would love to hear your insight and comment on that. And I'm not I'm not saying any platform in general. I just feel that if you're writing about your craft and what you bring to the world with your expertise on whatever topic and really put out that rich content your content does become king because you do engage people. Would you would you comment on that a little bit, Mike? Well, sure. I I, I am a huge fan of authenticity, and I don't. In my opinion, there's nothing more important. Uh, you know, we all have reputations to maintain, and it only takes a flippant remark or a very short period of time, seconds in some cases, to ruin a lifetime of establishing a good relationship or a good reputation. So, you know, I, I want to be authentic. I'm not going to appeal to everybody. I understand that, and, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to be everybody's friend because I think that that's, that's a path to failure, uh, in my opinion. But the people that I do resonate with and that my message resonates with, you know, are, are the people I want in my tribe, quite frankly. You know, I'm not going to try to be all things to everybody, and I have no intention of buying followers because that's, you know, that's a false feeling of security. Uh, I would much rather have people who appreciate what I have to offer, who feel like they get benefit from uh, – my, my partner has a great quote that I love. 
he he more or less says that you can rent my scars. In other words, you can learn from the you know the slings and arrows I've taken over the course of my career, the mistakes I've made. You know, it's a potential shortcut for you to get from point A to point B, and not have to go through some of the uh, not so obvious uh, landmines that exist on your entrepreneurial journey. So, I mean, we all have a unique story to tell. I think a lot of us convince ourselves that nobody would be interested in what we have to say. And, and I've found over the course of my career that that's not true. That's, that's a delusion that, that we've all convinced ourselves of. Oh, absolutely. And I, I know you're a big content guy with what you post on, on Facebook. And share with the listeners some of your, your daily posts that you like to intrigue us with with your content. Uh, I, I have a regular hashtag called Wisdom Du Jour, and I, where I like to share quotes that resonate with me and some additional verbiage. Um, I also have uh, Facebook pages for both of my magazines where I have life, uh, hashtag Life by the Numbers and Biz and Life by the Numbers and Biz by the Numbers, all three different hashtags. And then I have a self-improvement, self-development Facebook page called 5280... Self-improvement, I think. It's either self-improvement or self-development. I always get those two confused. But uh, I, because I lived in Denver, and Denver's the Mile High City, that was the reason for the name for that particular one. And even though I'm not there anymore, I still have it, and I still share things that resonate with me. And I'm trying to organically build followers through all of those Facebook pages, including the Underwear Entrepreneur, which is was the first one. So... We we have to talk about that name. You, you know it's you know it's it's my little inquisitive mind. Why the underwear entrepreneur? Is it is it uh, is it the clarity of working at home that you're you're trying to brand through that title or give well, us some insights to where that came? There, there is an actual backstory to it, and it had to do with a mastermind group I was involved with back in 2008 with John Osaroff when he had his company called One Coach. And I, we, we it, this was a, a, a virtual mastermind for all but one meeting that was done live out in Los Angeles at a one coach event after a one coach event, and so all of us, all of the group members, got together together for dinner the night before we had this live mastermind meeting, uh, the Monday following a weekend event, and I shared with the other people in the group that. My daily routine was that I would go down. I had uh, We had finished our basement in 2006 and put in a home gym and a steam shower and a bunch of other stuff. And so I would go down and work out in the mornings, take a steam, get into a towel, go up to my office and sit down at my desk and start working and sometimes be there until afternoon. And this was, you know, so very early in the morning, like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. So uh, these guys... Uh, kind of twisted that into that, that I was showing up to our group calls naked. And so for visual purposes, I thought the underwear <laughs> entrepreneur was probably much better than the commando entrepreneur. But I, uh, I love it. <laughs> suffice it to say, you know, it, it, it does, it, it does, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, a cheeky play on the fact that when you're working from home, substance is more important than style. And you have the freedom of working in whatever you want. Most days I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Um, but, you know, nobody knows. 
unless I'm on a Skype call, and then I try to make sure that I'm dressed. But, uh, you know, it's, that's, it's, that's it's, always, it's, that's it's always been a lot of fun. I, I like the name, and uh, I, I wish you well, and I, I look forward to you finishing that book, and I hope this call gives you some motivation to, to get back at the drawing board and, and finishing finish it up. So yeah, it, it is kind just... of it is kind of a burr in my saddle, quite frankly. I mean, uh, you know, I've got two magazines. I have three uh, collaborative chapters. I, I probably need my own piece, I guess. But well, uh, and I, but I but I liked what you said because I I've been honest with many of the co-authors. I'm working on a whole book on work-life balance, and when I did get the call from Jim Britt, you know, probably maybe you share in my mindset with what I'm going to say. I had all my chapters laid out and I had started writing each one, but I was just so hungry to get my message out because I felt it was powerful. So like you, 3,000 words was a lot easier and a lot quicker than thirty to 45,000. I had the same mindset you did, Mike. But I'm still plugging away on it, and like you, I think we all have lots of things on the go, but I I try to be mindful uh, because Jim Lutz reminds me regularly that not to get caught in creation mode. So what's working for me, I will share my tips, and I got this from one of my mentors who's published many books, and he told me to schedule regular writing time, and that's what I'm doing now, and it's slowly but surely starting to come together. And it hasn't it, it hasn't been a matter of not having the time. It's been a matter of not making it a priority, quite frankly. Um, right. I've, I've been more interested than committed in writing a book, I guess. Right. To take full responsibility, it's been my, my lack of action, my indecision. Uh, there are no external reasons that it isn't done. And I do have all the cha- – I mean, the table of contents has been done for – eight years. Uh, I have separate files with research in them and started chapters, all 15 chapters of the book. And uh, so it's just a matter of of making the commitment and finishing it. And and I guess there probably is really no better time than the present. Well, and I, I think the listeners are really going to appreciate and really um, understand your comments and your feelings because I think a lot of people can resonate with what you're saying about your book. And I hear this over and over from many people that I talk to, including the co-authors of The Change. I think we all have a book in us. It's getting it together and getting it done. And we all have different things that creep up in our life. And like you said, we let it slide on a priority list. But I still have faith, Mike. I think you're going to get it done. So I'm going to put that out there. Thank you for adding adding pressure to me. No problem. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. That's, one of the things I do love is your sense of humor. Many many of the co-authors have a really great sense of humor. So I want our listeners to know how they can get in touch with you. I've got a brief uh, information about you on the episode info on uh, Blog Talk Radio that people can see today and we will put this radio interview up that you can share with your followers as well but what's the best way to get a hold of you Mike? 
LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, multiple Twitter accounts, and they're all linked together. So uh, I, I would say Facebook. That's where I spend the majority of my time. LinkedIn, and as just well. under your pers- under your under your name. Under my name, yes. Michael, okay. middle initial E as in Evan, last name Schmidlin, S-C-H-M-I-D-L-E-N as in Nancy. Do you have any programs or events coming up that you would like to share with our listeners or that you uh, think I, our I, listeners I, would be interested in? I don't really at this time. I, that's not something that I've done because I've had n- numerous balls in the air already. Uh, eventually, I have plans to have uh, an underwear entrepreneur website, uh, membership website, and I have literally gigs and gigs and gigs of content to, to put into said website. Uh, it, it, again, it's a matter of priorities, and uh, I spend the majority of my time right now on the digital publishing venture, and uh, I'm hopeful that I, I believe that we're very, very close to having that pay off in a big way. So it's, it's. I won't say it's been a struggle, but at this point in my life and career, I'd like instant gratification, and I don't think there is such a thing. So it's moving forward. It's happening at the pace it's going to happen at. I just like it to happen faster. So, but uh, it, it is, it is going well, going very well actually. Well, I'm I'm excited to uh, have this interview with you today. I'm excited to hear about all of the success in your businesses. I wish you continued success. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I look forward to reading a draft copy of The Underwear Entrepreneur. And I commit sending it to you. And I would love the opportunity to submit some content for any of your digital publications. I I don't know if I've sent you the editorial overview yet, but I will do so today. You you did, and you told me I was the first one to. uh, You told me I was the first one to ask you. I'm like you. I I love words. I I love uh, great writing. I love getting out a message. So, uh, uh, on that note. Uh, I wish you continued success. Please reach out and meet some of the other authors. They are incredible. And uh, you've got, uh, taking me out of the mix, you've got 198 that you can reach out to now. So I wish you continued success, Mike, and let's keep in touch. And I look forward to when we, uh, we all meet in that room together with Jim and Jim. Me too, and thanks again for the opportunity to talk with you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care, Mike. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to our weekly show on the Changebook Radio Show. I look forward to meeting you here next Wednesday at 1.30 Eastern for another hour live show with two amazing co-authors from the Changebook. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. This is Deb Crow signing out.